Ultra. Okay, we are going. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast that overanalyzes the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Dre Cope. And we are wrapping this week up with Adam the Creator. Welcome back, Adam. Thank you for having me one last time. Thanks for being here with us all week. We appreciate you doing a full five minutes with us. Oh, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I think it's going to be good. We are an hour into this movie, and uh, Minute 60 starts with, uh, my note says... I think this is Zach. My note says that this week, this minute starts with the best sport ever invented. <laughs> uh, and I it agree. ends with another goal for Slytherin. Boo Slytherin. <laughs> Bi- biased much? A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. So we start mid-game. Let me just, I just want to start, before we even really talk about like all the stuff, I just want to read off what happens over the course of this minute. Because we start mid-action. We don't see the game begin like we did last year with Matt yeah. Pooch throwing the mm-hmm. quaffle in the air and all that good stuff. No. We start, and everything happens really fast. Angelina has the... I'm pretty sure it's Angelina. Angelina Johnson has the quaffle. She is making her way toward the goal, but is blocked by the Slytherin keeper, whose name is Miles Bletchley. He passes the ball to Adrian Pusey, who is pursued, I think, by Angelina. Katie Bell comes the other direction to intercept, but would blocks his attempt what actually flies through the goalpost mm-hmm. after he like punches the quaffle out of the way that is blocked or that is picked up by alicia spinnett who like dodges and weaves back adrian pusey does the same kind of thing punches the quaffle out from like behind her arm like pops it out of yeah. where she's holding it so that it gets caught by i think uh marcus flint uh who passes it back to adrian who's then pursued by harry why is Harry following a chaser around? Yeah, like, this is not your job, Harry. No, this it's is not. not your role on the team. No, but he, like, chases him. He ends up flying around the outside of one of these uh, kind of towers that, that the house professors and whoever are sitting in. And then uh, Pusey scores. Lee Jordan mentions that, that Slytherin leads 90 to 30. There's a 60-point lead in this game. Wow. It's a lot of fran- It's a lot of action. For the first, like, 40 seconds, it's just going. Before Harry like pulls back on his broom and just like watches as Adrian makes this this goal, I feel I feel like there should be like like other sport like other sports with the last name on the back of their yeah. robes or something because I can imagine if you're trying to watch, it'd be really hard to it really realize so who's who. It was difficult for me to tell you who's who. Yeah, it took me a lot of work to like figure out who's passing to who. A lot of it's guesswork. The the Alicia Spinnett and Angelina Johnson. Yeah, could have been. Um, swapped but i'm pretty sure i have them right and then katie bell being the only white female chaser on the team is pretty easy to see her coming the opposite direction at adrian but we have a couple of cast names the harry potter wiki page mentions who most of these um these team members are adrian pusey is played by scott uh fearn f-e-a-r-n he and marcus flint of course returning from last year and then we have three slytherin beaters wait 
What? Yeah, yeah. They're not named in this movie. They're just named Beater 1, Beater 2, and Beater 3. Why is there And it's uh, three actors, David Holmes, David Massam, and Tony Christian. And then the Keeper is played by David Churchard. There are three Davids on the Slytherin. <laughs> a lot of Davids. On the Slytherin team. David. David. Why David. Why do they get three beaters? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, but that's just how it gets credited. I'm assuming that one of these beaters is supposed to be, would just be a chaser. And you could put just unnamed chaser and no one would question yeah. it, right? One of them just slipped an extra club in just so they could knock the other guys off as they're flying by. Yeah, they're taking they're taking uh they're taking notes from their captain, Marcus Flint, who just took the beater back yeah, last year. Right, like, oh that's in allowed order to, in order to knock out Oliver Wood. It's like that's allowed, right? Like, no, no, it's not. That's not how this works. <laughs> well, just like Harry shouldn't be doing what he's doing, but you know. Yeah. This is a very frantic game. In the next it yes, there's a lot happening and, and the Gryffindors are losing ninety to thirty. Why is this whole group of like people in the in the in the stands wearing black and gray or black and white and uh, not like a color for a team in the stands where lee jordan is at the, the they're gonna uh, i'll point them out again and see what's second there right there. oh they're all wearing black and gray i think i think it's just a i think it's just a color issue i think it's supposed to be silver and colors because all their um all the flags that they're waving are silver and and green it does look like they're wearing black and... They're definitely wearing black and gray scarves, though. You are right. I'm like, why? Yeah, but here's... Is that Crab? It looks like him. Oh, he's cheering for his friend. He is. Yep. Oh, he's still... He has a good friend. That's cute. <laughs> the Slytherins can have friends, too, and support each other. <laughs> Crab isn't just watching because Malfoy's there. He's like, yeah! Slytherin's winning! Right? Everybody well, has I mean, everyone. I feel like Quidditch everybody team. loves Quidditch. Like, there's nobody that's like, ugh, I gotta want to watch a Quidditch game. Like, everybody's like, yes, like, let's go watch this I game. I mean, I don't know. Hermione goes to the Quidditch tryouts, but she's got her book. And I don't think she'd be there if it weren't for her friends, Harry and Ron. Like a, like, and a, like, like a pep rally? Three of her friends are on the team, so. Yeah, well, I mean, just watching Quidditch right now, it's like, I'd rather watch Quidditch than, like, basketball or football. Me too. <laughs> right? Me too. <laughs> so much I more interesting. There's a lot happening. I really wish that we got Lee Jordan's commentary from the books. Oh, I this is much had the, the same note. I, yeah, he is so much more so snarky much in the book. And I'm it's just so like, It's so good. Uh... He has to keep saying, like, sorry, Professor. Because, yeah. Because he's, like, he's uh... biased. And she's like, you can't be biased. <laughs> nope. You can't, you can't be biased if you're an announcer. Doesn't even say at one point, like, the be the beautiful Angelina Johnson or something. Yeah. He's like crazy. <laughs> It's so silly. I love Lee Jordan. I wish that we got Lee Jordan and the Weasley twins, but that never happens in the movies. We never see them no, together. No, like the like their little trio. Yeah, I love. You see that them trio. in the background, I think, a couple of times, but you never see what they're doing or hear what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. that's unfortunate. He looks so little compared to to them. To them, he does. Oh, he I have. I actually have a correction to offer about Lee Jordan. Oh, when we had John Garcia on. We were talking about Dean Thomas, and we were talking about how Dean Thomas went on to be an actor. Uh, and I mentioned that his that this actor ended up being in that TV show, How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. And he mentioned that he was on um he's on Community, but it's not. But it's not. It's Lee it's, Jordan. It's him. It's Lee Jordan. It's Luke Lee Jordan. Youngblood. He's a uh, he's he's magnitude. Yes, he's magnitude. On pop community. pop. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to I wanted to be able to bring that back I, since we see. Lee no, Jordan, I was thinking I that just now, that. and I was like, oh, and I'm all like, I'm pretty sure Lee Jordan's magnitude and not. I Lee think Thomas. we might have even talked about it during Quidditch this time last year. When did the Quidditch match happen in the first movie? Do you remember? Well, considering it took so much longer to get to, do you think it was Hogwarts? It must have been much one. more than an hour. Yeah, I would think so. We had Heidi, Heidi Bennett, Bennett, Cassandra Fredrickson. Quidditch match, uh, about seventy-five minutes. It looks like oh, oh okay. upcoming Quidditch match. So it's actually minutes eighty, eighty to eighty-five that we had, or eighty-one to eighty-five that we had Heidi Bennett with us to talk about. So about twenty minutes further into the movie. Yeah. Not too bad. We had to, like, learn how to play Quidditch in the first one, so. That's true. He had to, ha- he had to learn, and so we learned with Harry. I'm glad that they don't do the book thing, because the book thing, uh, Harry has to teach Colin Creevy about Quidditch when he's going down <laughs> to Quidditch practice. And I'm glad that we don't get that exposition again. Because presumably anyone who's watching this has seen the first movie. and Yeah. And the only person we really need to pay attention to is Harry. And so when we see him going after the snitch next week, like it's like, okay, like this is Harry's on the on the team and he's gotta catch this little golden ball in the end. Like, yeah, we already know that. Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. So, same old, same old. Same old, same old. You wanna know something funny I noticed? As they're zooming in on the box with Dumbledore, Lee Jordan, and Lockhart, mm-hmm. like um Lockhart's clapping but he looks like upset that yeah he does um Slytherin is winning but I'm like why are you so upset that they're winning you're wearing their colors <laughs> but, yeah. but, but he's but he's not a Slytherin or a former Slytherin no no, no. and my guess is it's gotta it's he's gonna be rooting for Harry, Harry. The, I'm also yeah he wants Harry to win connection. He's like, oh, like my, my, my protege yes. is not doing good. This is going to look bad on me. I, because, I personally you know. love that Gildroy Lockhart is leaning up on top of, of uh, Dumbledore's chair. Like he's got his arm on the back of Dumbledore's chair and he's kind of leaning over. over like, yeah, it, we're like, buddies. Yeah, it's really funny. It's, there's something very like comfortable about it. What, do, you think, do you think he's talking to Dumbledore? Do you think- he's talking to Dumbledore about Harry. About Harry? Do you think it's about Harry? Do you think of it's just course. Think everything's it's, about Harry? It could be about Harry. It could be about the game. I, he's talking about himself. Like, oh, his that's not what I would have done. Harry, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, it's still kind of with Harry, but him too. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, it's definitely got to be like him commenting on the things that the teammates could be doing better. I doubt that young that Gilroy played Quidditch. I don't know. He did burn his name into the Quidditch pitch because he wanted recognition. He probably went out for the team. I don't think he got it. And he definitely, and he has that picture of him on the broom. With yes, like the, the signed photo. He's leaning back he, on the he's, broom. He's almost doing like the sexy Jeff Goldblum, like yes. Jurassic Park thing, but like not quite. But yes, yes, he has that thing. So maybe, maybe he's just one of those showboaters. <laughs> He'll do tricks on his broom, but not actually like quality playing type thing. It's wild to me that I only recognize three of the adults in this box. Right? I'm like looking around, like I I don't know who anyone else is know. other than Dumbledore, Gildroy, McGonagall. Who you guys are? Even Snape's not watching. Yeah, Snape's not here, and he's the head of Slytherin. What the heck? He should be there. I don't know. Maybe he's in another one of these boxes. He's maybe in the there's Slytherin a box, box with. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say maybe there's a box, and he's sitting with. Um, he's sitting next to Lucius Malfoy. Yep, he is. We'll uh, see him next week. I think. Oh, of course, Lucius would be there to see his son. This but... is his son's first game. Is it the first game? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> is Dumbledore still doing his tiny claps? 
Yeah, you saw him. He's still doing just his little teeny like golf, make golf, golf claps. Don't make no sound. Yeah. After Adrian scores, he like throws his arm up in the air. He's all excited, and then we see like the whole <laughs> Slytherin team like they go into formation. They, they yeah, they fan out behind him. So it's like Adrian on his left is Marcus Flint. On his right is Malfoy. There's like two I guess others, like the kinda... two beaters behind him, and they come around and we see. It's almost yeah, they're like forming the a V. Is, almost? The problem that I have is that we cut from like him doing his like fist in the air thing to them coming around the outside of the uh, outside of the Quidditch pitch, and when we cut, then all seven members of the team yeah. are are circling the pitch. Yeah. Wait, wait, <laughs> why? Why? Why is their keeper not still in the goalposts? Like, are they are they just this confident in their team? They think they're hot, yep. hot stuff they're, right now. They're showboating. Oh yeah, because Malfoy shouldn't be circling the pitch with them either. No, he I would be busy it would looking for the snitch. He could easily have been just the five of them. You got the two beaters and the three chasers done. Yeah, because like you would you would. Oh man, I'm thinking of like Quidditch strategy. Like, I really want to see like. I want a cut of Oliver Wood, like, with the X's and O's on the board and, like, the whole, like, diagram of how people are moving across Like in the... football with the, with the X's except, and the except, except it moves on its own magically to show, like... That would be kind of cool, The actually. different strategy and ideas and things. It's like this guy coach, this way, but, for, gotta... uh, but for Quidditch. I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And that'd be really handy to, like, be able to, like, show and having the diagrams move the way uh-huh. you want them to move. Like, look, this is what I want you guys to do when we're out there type of thing. Also, I think that, like, Quidditch strategy like that would be even more complicated than, like, like football strategy because they're moving in three-dimensional space. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to worry about just, like, moving across the field, but, like, up and down. And per- That's true. Do they have their own form of the huddle? Like, they get all their brooms in a circle? To talk Probably. to each other. That'd be difficult, like hovering there in a circle, trying to talk maybe? to each other. Maybe I, I don't know. I would I think that'd be handy. Like they have plays, like a playbook. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I was gonna say execute order sixty six, but that's not a. That's that's a Slytherin. <laughs> that's what the Slytherins want. <laughs> so they, they, all the Slytherins just turn to their classmates. <laughs> just oh oh, they murder all the Gryffindors. <laughs> that, Slytherin wins. Well, you know, it's like it's it's like uh, it's like Sex Bobomb winning the first battle because Crash and the boys get blown up. It's like, well, Scott there's Slytherin. no one to go against then. Like, uh, Sex Bobomb wins. wins. He kind of throws his hands up with this like kind of shrug. Sure, I guess. <laughs> shrug. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I'm excited for all the all the Quidditch stuff next week. Yeah, this is just the first little taste. Yeah. Yep. It's hard I to have actually, a lot to talk about frantic action. Go on, sorry. Yeah. No, it's since we're kind of running out of stuff, I since I've been listening to you guys, there's a few questions that have popped up that I actually have some answers to for you. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Um, you know how you guys have asked about printing presses? Yes. Yes. Um, a lot. <laughs> Xenophilius uses a printing press in the book. Ooh. He, in Deathly Hollows, they're upstairs talking and there's a lot of banging and he throws a sheet over a printing press and 
he throws it over to muffle the sounds, but it's printing bright by itself. And then at the end, the quibbler comes out of it. And it has Harry. That's when he kind of turns on Harry and it has printed that Harry's undesirable number one. Yeah. So Xenophilius does have a printing press. And then the house elf compulsion thing, you guys were wondering if it's magically enforced mm -hmm. or if it's like conditioning. And I think it's conditioning because in Goblet of Fire, when Dobby is working in the kitchens, he says something mean about the Malfoys and ends up punishing himself again. Oh, even though he's free. Even though he's free. And he's like, I don't need to do that. Interesting. Something like that. Oh, that's monstrous. I think it's conditioning as opposed to being magically enforced. See, uh, I was right. Well, to talk about <laughs> that, we're gonna see we're gonna see Dobby again in a couple weeks. We'll we'll definitely we'll definitely bring this up again. No, I think Dobby's just mentally screwed. Oh, I feel so much for Dobby. I feel so, I would feel worse for Winky. Like I mean, we don't get her in the movie yeah. and in the books. Like oh man, she's we'll so her bad on, off on, on the Quibbler at some point. Yeah, and then if you go with Winky, even like she's released, she's been given clothes, yet mm -hmm. she still will keep um, Crouch's secrets and everything. Yeah. So yeah. she's not magically compelled to do that anymore, but she's conditioned to do it. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh. Yeah, Winky takes it really hard because it, she, she almost takes it to like a, she doesn't have a purpose anymore because she's yep. been let go. Mm -hmm. That sucks. So yeah, just a few things that you guys have talked about that since I had just read Goblet of Fire, like last, I finished it probably a month and a half ago or so. So it was all fresh in my head when you guys were talking about it. Nice. Oh, fun. I'm glad you're uh, doing this reread. I might have to ask you some questions about stuff coming up in some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been taking our time going through the book on the weekend edition, so we're still doing... We're not even halfway through Chamber yet. No. Although this weekend, mm. this coming weekend, last weekend? No. Last weekend on the show, we talked about three chapters in a row because we had a lot. Because it was all like a lot. like within We had a lot of stuff that was cut from crossed the movie to over talk about. Yeah. yeah. The death day party and all that thing. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. Like, that was supposed to happen between this time too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was supposed to happen, I think, after this. No, I think before this. I think the death day happens before this. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Or... We'll have talked about that. Guys, if you like listening to Victoria and I, you can come find us on Patreon, of course, at patreon.com slash hpminute, where we're not only talking about the weekend edition, we're not only talking about the book, but we do trivia over there. Sometimes we talk about Steven Universe. Sometimes we talk about other movies and things that we're watching. So you can come join us for extra content. Quibbler number 50 just went up. So there's lots and lots of content. For, for you guys to uh, join us and you can come back next week of course minute 61 uh, Adam one last time let everyone know where they should go find you geekmindfusion.com you can find our podcast Dark Knight Minute there and also all of our social links and everything we're working on so come awesome. check it out thank you so much for being here all week this was a lot of fun yeah it's been great I'm glad it finally worked out we've been talking for a while so I'm, I'm happy to, to finally have you on the show yeah. If you were to come back for Prisoner of Azkaban, is there a certain part of the movie that you'd like to talk about? <sighs> I keep thinking about this, but I just cannot. Pick. It's a tough question, I know. Yeah. Oh. Possibly when he first gets the Marauder's map or Ooh. something in the Shrieking Shack. 
I think a lot of people were like... I've had a couple different people mention the Shrieking Shack already. Yeah, we'll try to figure that out. I think it's only actually going to be like a two-week affair. I don't know, I haven't mapped out the schedule for that. I will definitely let you know. We will make something work. I am excited. All right, sounds good. Awesome. Thank you, thank you. Uh, once again, everybody, yes, come back next week. Find us on iTunes, uh, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I'm going to forever mess that up. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and review. Uh, go to moviesbyminutes.com and find all the other shows. And uh, join us over on duelinggenre.com where we have a bunch of other minute podcasts as well as a few other things up our sleeves. So check those out. And yeah, come back next week. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. Awesome.